I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, as we have it, we have the Magic playing tonight. Uh, against the Celtics. We've got the Celtics laying seven and a half, total 232 and a half. And Jenks, I'm already leaning towards the magic. Not only is Jonathan Isaac a you know outstanding member at church that goes to church and clearly is close with yeah. his pastor, uh, he might be coming back for this one. And also, it looks like the magic have actually been good at covering numbers against the Celtics. If you look at the head-to-head matchup between mm-hmm. these two in the last three, Orlando, 3-0 and against the number. Are you going to talk me off the magic here? Oh, wow, man. Well, they're also – I have them 5-0 <laughs> against the number in their last five. So, yeah, you're right. Against oh. the Celtics, the the magic have been backed by your local Catholic <laughs> church. Pastor. Your local pastor has been awesome this season against the number, at least recently. But then you look at the individual matchup. And the Celtics on the road as a favorite, 15 and seven against the spread. I think I would still lean Magic here. And I think you're getting a touch of value on them because over the weekend, they got absolutely destroyed by the Wizards. But I would lean Magic just based on how they generally match up against the Celtics as a team. But man, this is a tough one, as I always say. But yeah, I'd lean Magic as well. Well, and also because the Celtics have some injuries. Marcus Smart looks like he's out for this one, as well as Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Both those guys, I think, got injuries in like the last couple minutes of their previous game. So I think those are two big role players. No, they're not Jalen Brown or whoever, but still key role players for the Celtics that makes me think that the Magic can at least cover that seven and a half point spread. So I'll go with Orlando here and the Lord. Uh, going on to the Bucks <laughs> and the Pistons, we've got Milwaukee laying 11 and a half, total 232 and a half. The big update in this one, it looks like Giannis and Chris Middleton are probable for this one. And I think if that's the case, I will be taking the Bucks because the Pistons are terrible. Oh, God. Yeah. I would lay it as well. I don't know how you could make a case for. The Pistons outside of, look, the Pistons are just so bad, as we know. And so at some point that Vegas catches on and the line becomes ridiculous, this is a pretty ridiculous line. Although you're talking to a guy who laid 11 and a half with the Nuggets on (laughs) Friday. So it wouldn't be the first time I laid a big number. But the Pistons have lost six of their last seven by at least 12 points. The line, 11 and a half here. They're one and four against the number in their last five home games. Milwaukee is seven, one and one against the number in their last nine in Detroit. So this number is really high, but if you're going to play it, I think the Bucs are the play. Especially when Giannis and Chris Middleton are both supposed to play. When it mm-hmm. says probable, it makes me think that they're probably going to play, if I'm reading that correctly. But we all know the NBA. Maybe they won't. But uh, let's go to Chicago, where the Bulls host the Hawks. We have Chicago laying a point and a half at home, total 239 and a half. Jinx, I was looking at this one. 
And honestly, it feels like a coin flip. All of these games have been super close, or at least the last three matchups between the Hawks and the Bulls have been decided by like two or three points. Do you have a side or an angle here? I think I'm going to go with a player prop here. I was researching this earlier this morning, way early this morning. This is what I found. I would go over on DeJunte Murray's points total, which should be around, hasn't been posted yet at BetMGM. It should be 21, 21 and a half. But in his last five games, he's averaged more than 28 points a game. He's hitting three-point shots in the month of January to clip a 43%. And you got a high total in this game, 29 and a hook. So you're going to see plenty of points. I think he hits this easily. I'm going to go over 21, 20 half in the points. Whatever it is, I'm going over to Jante Murray's points total. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Because like I said, if you look at these games between these two teams, they've all been really close. So I feel like if a game is basically a pick em, yeah, like the last game, 110 to 108, the Bulls winning. Uh, the game before that, 123-122 with the Hawks winning at home. And then uh, I guess the third one was decided by six. But still, all of these games have been very, very close. So I don't think I feel comfortable in picking a spread or a side in that game, I should say. Uh, let's go to Houston. We've got T-Wolves Rockets, Minnesota laying six and a half. Uh, not seeing a total here, but Jenks, I don't think the T-Wolves are really a team that I want to lay that many points with. Although, you know, simply saying the Rockets are not a good basketball team. Do you think this is too many God. points for Minnesota delay? Yeah, I mean, I can't make the case for Houston. They're terrible. They've lost 13 straight, for the love of God. No, I'm not going to back Houston here. But also, do you really want to lay six and a half with the T-Wolves? I Here's my case for backing Minnesota, if you want to. The Rockets aren't like slowly climbing their way back into playing decent basketball. They're losing by an average of more than 13 points a game in their last five. Meanwhile, Minnesota 4-1 against the number in their last five games. So... I think the trends point to Minnesota, but still the T-Wolves aren't good enough to be laying this sort of number against anyone, even against the lowly Rockets. I would lean Minnesota, but there's no way I'm going to bet this game. Oh my God, the Rockets are 0-9 against the spread in their last nine games, 10 straight losses, and they just played the T-Wolves, and they lost by more than 10. So you're right. I don't think there is any metric that says Houston is the play, especially with Kevin Porter Jr., uh, out for this one um, today. So, yeah, I think, I guess it's the T-Wolves, even though they're not really a trustworthy team either. But mm -hmm. no record or stat is saying, here, go ahead and put some money on Houston. All right, next up, let's go to the Hornets and the Jazz. Speaking of teams that are bad, the Hornets are one of them. And that's why Utah is laying seven and a half at home. Jenks, Utah's usually pretty solid at home. And like I said, the Hornets, one of the worst teams in basketball. Are you laying it with Utah here? Uh, I am, actually. The Hornets have won two straight. They're on a mm -hmm. heater. For Charlotte, that's a record-winning <laughs> <Heater>. streak. <laughs> that's a heater for Charlotte. And I know that LaMelo Ball is back, and he's slowly rounding into form. That said, the Jazz had the weekend off. They're rested. They're 5-2 and two against the number in their last seven games. And in their last 15 trips to Salt Lake City, the Hornets are 3-11-1 against the number. It is a big number, but if you're asking me to trust Charlotte, no, thank you. I will lay the seven and a half with the Jazz. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, the Jazz 15 and 9 when playing at home this season. Right now doing NBA coverage. In a few minutes, we'll do factor fiction. Uh, spiraling forward some of the things we saw in the weekend in the NFL and what it means for the future for some of these teams. But right now, sticking with our association picks, let's go to Portland. Spurs Blazers. Portland laying eight and a half. Total to 40 and a half. Uh, another case of a bad team playing in this one. And there are a lot of bad teams in the the NBA, clearly. Mm -hmm. Spurs, not a great team, but the Blazers have been a little untrustworthy as well. But at least they have Damian Lillard, who can score 40 on any given night. Jenks, what's the angle here? I think I want to back the Blazers, or at least I did initially. But now I think the Spurs are the right side. Do I really want to trust Portland when they've lost three straight? They give up a 25-point halftime lead to the Lakers over the weekend. Now, here's the thing. They are 8-3 and against the number in their last 11 games at home. But many of those games came against good teams when they're an underdog. Now, you're laying a ton of points in a spot where they haven't been great. And by not great, I mean particularly against the Spurs. Just 1-4 and against the spread in their last five meetings against San Antonio. So, I would hold my nose and lean Spurs, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Just because the against the spread trends, uh, San Antonio seven and two uh, against the spread in their last nine. Portland just two and eight ATS over their last uh, ten games. And also, when you're talking about a spread that big, I think that's probably what we're talking about here. I don't think anybody's picking the Spurs to win outright, but when you're talking about an eight and a half point spread, that is a pretty sizable number. So I think I would lean towards the Spurs as well. And then finally, let's uh, end in Sacramento. Kings, Grizzlies, total 243 and a half. That's the first thing I looked at in this one because I thought to myself, there's going to be a lot of points, Uh, but it's also built into the number. Memphis laying a point and a half. Uh, This is a long way from Memphis though. And the Kings, uh, are a pretty solid like mid-tier team we know they can score but the problem is uh memphis brings b- one of the best defenses to this matchup maybe it's going to be a little tougher for the kings here who do you like i like the kings here as a live dog i mean you're not it's even money so it's not like you're getting a ton of plus money but i would take the kings in the point mm-hmm. here just because this is the back end of a back-to-back for memphis and here's the thing you look at the grizzlies and you say Ah, this is a dominant Grizzlies team. Yes, but not on the road. The Grizzlies are actually under 500 on the road this season. And on the road, they're 8-14-1 against the number. I think this is a situation where maybe you get some closing line value. I expect, I think the Kings may be the favorite by the end of the day. Because on the back end of a back-to-back on the West Coast, I think Memphis might rest some guys. So give me the Kings tonight. Yeah, uh, this line has already dropped to a pick in some places, so you're absolutely right. This line opened at four and is quickly shot down as we are probably going to see some money come in on Sacramento. Usually is the case when it's a back-to-back, so it's not super shocking, but uh, still, this is a long trip. If you think geographically speaking, uh, Memphis and Sacramento are not close to each other, and plus, Memphis has not been good at covering numbers, just two and six against the spread in their last eight games. I think what kind of scares me away from Memphis is the fact that they've had to come from behind 
uh, in some of these games against some really bad opponents. I remember, I think it was that mm-hmm. Spurs game where they were 13 and a half point favorites. They barely eked out the win in that one, 135 to 129. And it took a Herculean effort by the Grizzlies in the fourth quarter just to win that game. And they didn't even come close to covering. So I think the Grizzlies kind of have one of those things where it almost feels like the Warriors where they have like too much confidence. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they come out like a little slow and they're like, whatever, we can still win this game. But the Kings, like I said, they're a good scoring offense. And I will say that is a, it's a good defensive matchup. Like the Grizzlies are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, but still, I think you're absolutely right. I bet this game is a pick and maybe even the Kings favor by the time this one tips off. And here's the thing. When you talk about reputation and narrative, if I told you that the Sacramento Kings are in third place in the Western Conference, you probably wouldn't believe me. This is a Kings team that is pretty good, that is playing some good basketball. And so the Grizzlies are similar to the Warriors in that they're very good against the number at home, one of the best teams in the NBA. But then when they Mm -hmm. go on the road, at least against the number, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. But they have so much talent, you tend to forget that. But if you look at the trends, if you look at the numbers, they will tell you that this is not a good spot for Memphis, and especially on the back end of a back-to-back. I really do believe, and we're already seeing it, Kings are going to be favored by game time. Yeah, and Shannon Sharp's going to be rooting for the Kings in this one because we know he's not a Grizzlies fan. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.